welcome to your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. Join your host, Alexandros Megas, and co-host Vincent Byrne, as they walk you through the deepest recesses of the mind and how it operates. They discuss all the reasons why our minds persistently get in the way of our evolution, growth, and our success. But crucially, they also teach you what you can do to change your destiny. And now, here's your host, Alexandros Megas. Welcome to the 41st episode of the Your Mind is Trying to Kill You podcast. I am your host, Alexandros Megas. And I'm your co-host, Vincent Byrne. And uh, today, at the time of this recording, we are one day, or just a few hours away from the amazing solstice event and the aligning of the stars, Jupiter and Saturn. And uh, I think that as we are coming to the end of this year, a very tumultuous year, a very traumatic year, scary, and uh, filled with uncertainty, it would be a good idea to recapitulate exactly what happened and perhaps get some insights from what happened that hopefully can help us um, propel, project into the future and get a better understanding, a better response uh, in the future whenever we get uh, caught in the headlights so to speak, as it has been with most of us this year. So uh, the phrase that came to mind is, uh, be careful of what gets through the cracks. Um, Which is to say, there are a lot of things that happened this year and that are still happening that took the vast majority of the people by surprise uh, in a similar fashion that uh, when a deer gets caught in the headlights behaves which is it freezes it cannot respond it is cooked for all intents and purposes you know this is a a meal right there Uh, if we were a prey if something or someone was hunting us down this year, we would have been on that someone or something's plate. Does this make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think um, even a deer, if a predator sneaks up on it and catches it, a deer within its psyche, within its intuition, knows that it's always potentially in danger. So it kind of behaves most of the time accordingly 
Um, whereas I think the position that we've been in is that it's been a little bit like something that's seeped up on us very slowly. And because we have no expectation that there's something trying to hunt us down, and I know that that's not exactly the case, but but because we have no expectation that we should be on the lookout for something of the magnitude that we've been dealing with, it's I think it's even more dramatic than the deer in the headlights. I think it's uh, at least the deer knows intuitively that it needs to look after itself and it needs to get away because it is, relatively speaking, in constant danger, whereas we don't actually have that perspective. And um, There was a time, I'm sure, in human um, history when wars and battles and tribe tribes fighting with each other and all that sort of stuff meant that we were on much greater alert for this kind of thing. But I think we've been caught significantly more than with um, uh, more than the, the the rabbit or the the deer in the headlights. Um, I think it's it's been I think there's been a sense of complete disbelief around it. And I think that's something that people find very difficult to deal with. So, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a good one to talk about. Yeah, I agree with you. The It's very true, uh, which brings us, what you just said, which brings us to the very next uh, point, which is, and this is why I used the analogy of being hunted down by something on someone. Because, look... Even if you don't want to look at this on an energetic or spiritual level, life is not that hard to decode if you look at your responses and your results. So, which is to say, whenever you feel like you are under, you have made the wrong move and you suffer the consequences for it, this is an act of being hunted. This is an act of um, something or someone striking you down. You know, it's like, or, or if you will, think of it as a grand chess game in which the other side has zero mercy, okay, mm. for your oversights or our mistakes. Zero mercy. The idea here is that, okay, I... I could dramatically, because, you know, I do that, of course, for myself, because uh, the subconscious mind loves good dramatic uh, symbolism. So I look at this as, um, you know, my, my whatever it is that may be hunting me down in any given uh, circumstance, I would call that, I mean, demonic presence, you know, or legions of demons or whatever <clears throat> you know and you, you may even want to look at it in the context of playing a video game you know being hunted down and your soul is uh, is the precious artifacts that uh, all the negative parasitic uh, entities out there are after so whether you want to look at it like that or whether you want to look at it in a totally 100% practical level <clears throat> which is to say, on a pure survival sur uh, survival level, the point remains the same. Okay, if I am not ready 
at any given point, and if I've, if I've taken my life or life in general for granted, if I have disregarded all the signs that I should not open myself up uh, to being overly comfortable and I should not accept all the comforts um, with the attitude of me deserving them, number one, and with the attitude of me being uh, receiving them as a praise, as a gift, as a reward, you see. Because, of course, we all love the comforts, but all I'm saying is we have to consider the possibility that the comforts are making us weak, right? So if there is such a thing as, you know, the proverbial deal with the devil, right? Where, where there's, there's a conversation here and there's always a, something on the table, right? There's always a proposal. So most people, when, if they were asked, would you strike a deal with the devil? I think, I mean, I'd like to hope that most people would be like, absolutely not. There's nothing is worth that. <laughs> but if you look at how we actually are living our everyday life, are we striking this deal with the devil on a daily basis and don't even think of it as such? And could that deal have to do with how much comfortable, how much weaker, how much um, complacent we become, how much unaware of the fact that anything can sneak in and end our comfortable siesta at any given point and present our doom, right? So isn't it true that in some way or another, most of us are striking little mini deals with the devil on a daily basis? Does this make sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I think... Um... I think we're not consciously doing it. Uh, and I don't, you know, whether you use the idea of um, the devil or not, um, I think we are, we described before, most people are in a trance. And the trance is is essentially around living in a in a world where everything is superficial and transactional. And there's also the expectation that nothing is going to change. And if it does change, it only changes for one person at a time. So one person is living their life and then something either catastrophic or particularly good happens to them. And that only happens to that person. It doesn't happen to everybody else. So it's not such a major issue unusual but it's a, not a major issue so everyone has these instances of catastrophes you know people dying people getting terminal illness um, accidents happen all that sort of stuff and um, that all happens on an individual basis and it's kind of accepted that one's individual life can can go off the rails because of incidents such as that um, but for the rest of the time when when that's not happening, we're living a very transactional life. We're living a, a life which is based on accumulation and um, uh, experience, you could say, but very 
um, hedonistic almost, and our sense of who we are and the sense of why we're here and the sense of being aware of our position in, in the world and in the universe is completely alien to us. Uh, we, we just don't go there because we're not required to, to think about that. And because of that, when events happen such as what happened this year or, you know, when the last catastrophe happened, you know, that was worldwide, that was probably the, probably the Second World War when there were so many people involved. It, um, it's something that happens rarely. And, and what we want to do, our natural reaction is to have it go away and we can get back to inverted commas normal as soon as we possibly can because that's us being in our comfort zone so i think we're always trying to get back to our comfort zone and um and i think the the what you describe as the deal with the devil is is more of a an unconscious thing because we've effectively sold out a long time ago to the idea that all we need to do is keep ourselves superficially happy and we don't need to scrape any any deeper than that superficial level. Um, so once we have a job, once we're earning, once we've accumulated um, possessions, once we have a home, once we have uh, can feed ourselves, once our kids can go to school, um, and that cycle continues, and then we try to prolong health, and we try to prolong beauty, and that's really it. That's the train track um, that everyone consciously or unconsciously follows. So when you know a massive train comes in and hits you from the side, as happened this uh, year, to not just one person but to everybody, it is no surprise that everyone is caught completely unawares and are shocked and surprised that how something like this could happen and also bewildered about what to do about it. Consequently, anyone who stands up and says, I've got a solution, everyone jumps on the particular bandwagon for that particular solution. Uh, because all that people want is to get back to where they were before. That's right, exactly. And of course, what does that, what does that mean when someone offers a solution? It means that, and that, that solution is like low-hanging fruit, right? Everyone, everyone like you said, most people will be like, please, please, I thought you'd never ask, <laughs> you know, and, and it doesn't matter what the ask is. You see, if I were to tell you, hey, would you amputate your pinky finger uh, uh, so that your life could go uh, where it was before, but it would even be enhanced, you'd be making like a great amount of money, uh, you, you'd be chilling, you'd be having a good time. Uh, it's gonna be all awesome. Do you see? Then, then it's like that's where the deal with the devil comes in. You see, what is it? Because <clears throat> the manipulation is the easiest when you are at a compromised position. Uh, it it is so easy. The easiest way to be manipulated is being caught. In a compromising position. Yeah. Uh, the basis of blackmail. That's right. <clears throat> and of course, 
we we've all even seen that you know on movies and tv shows about politicians right politicians is that that's like the most rudimentary example of something like that the politician that gets caught you know with their pants down so to speak or quite literally and then they have to do things that they ordinarily wouldn't want to do but now they do because they have no choice they have to protect that uh, which they think they need in their lives you know in the similar fashion where a drug addict is going to go and commit crimes in order to secure their next uh, fix well you also get you also get the same thing in in you know the corporate world in particular where people are because of the threat of losing their highly paid job because of um threat of being fired um that people will essentially sell out to someone the company the ceo whoever who wants to take them in a particular direction which is probably against their values um, and the way they would naturally want to go if the decision was left to themselves. I mean, we talked about it in the last episode. That's another form of, of blackmail in the sense that you're, you're, you're weak to the, to the point that you, you must go along with whatever the request might be. Um, and hence the fact that we have the kind of corporate criminality that goes on in all kinds of areas of banking and pharmaceuticals and various other uh, organizations so this 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 concept of being caught is is something that is alive and uh, is real and uh, i think it's it all comes from a place where people feel so weakened in terms of what they can do themselves that they feel they need to de to depend or to put all their eggs in the basket of the job or the politician or the doctor or whatever that person of authority that they're actually sitting in front of at the time they they are so lacking in confidence and awareness about their own power and ability that they feel they must rely on these other people and follow what they say follow what they do because they will save them. And I think that's the, that's the tragedy of the sleepwalking that most people are doing now um, and have been doing for years and years because that's, that keeps everyone in, in the proverbial comfort zone. If everyone follows the leader, as it were, and doesn't have a thought of their own, doesn't have a sense of curiosity and questioning of their own then they're just going to follow like 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 sheep um and uh on that basis if someone is leading them astray then they will go astray that's right and brilliantly put <clears throat> and the funniest part here is that you just mentioned that uh being following people and groups around like sheep the problem is it goes even it gets even more insidious because 
not only are they following like that, but they're following the wolf. You see, they're not even following the shepherd. <laughs> In most cases, they are following the wolf, thinking that the wolf is taking them to their, not to their demise, but to, to uh, offer a new life, offer mm -hmm. a better life. You know, away from the danger. That's right, away from the danger. So, um, uh, ultimately, the idea here, and and you know, I have been as as you know, I always have been thinking uh, deeply about things, and uh, always was the kind of person who would debate all angles. Because I think that it's important to be able to put place yourself uh, on every single hypothetical. So, in other words, if I were, let's say, I don't know if you've ever, if that ever happened to you. Like, if you watch a movie, uh, have you ever, have you ever sided with the villain, you know, as opposed to the good guy, you know? Uh, I I have. And uh, I actually do that from time to time as a way of training myself to be empathetic. Because if you don't understand what, you, what the character, the character's motivations are, then you've missed the whole point. And this is what provides great education. This is, of course what every great actor has to do, you see? Like if, uh, was it Joaquin Phoenix playing the Joker? Uh, he, he, I'm sure, never had to question the, the morality of his character because he feels 100% justified in that. So... Even though, like I said, I've, I've been, I've played both sides over the years. Mm. It's, I have come to understand that there is, there is, and in, in some cases, there are absolutes. And there is that thing that we call right and wrong. And that thing that we call right and wrong, we all know what it is. But a lot of us, and I mean, we've all been there at least one time in our lives where we would make excuse, you know, be like, yeah, I know that it sounds like, you know, not the most moral thing to do. Or it, I know it sounds like it's not the right thing to do, but I had no choice. <laughs> right? I'm sure you found yourself there. I've, I, I know I have. <laughs> I had no choice. So, but when you put yourself in that situation, what, what do you give yourself a jail uh, free, get out of jail free card? You justify your behavior and you allow yourself to step into any, some form of, of decay, you know? And when decay starts, the, and we can see that, of course, on a physical level as well, very easily. When decay starts, like if it's a tooth, you know, or whatever, then 
unfortunately, in, in most cases, you can even reverse it. Sometimes, perhaps, I guess you can reverse it. But in most cases, you can even reverse it. So you've already, you've already lost something. It's, it's gone. Hmm. That part of the tooth or whatever, you know what I mean? It's gone. Boom. Gone. Never to get back. If you're lucky, you can scrape it and patch it up with some other bullshit and pretend it's okay. But you're not that person anymore. You see, you're not whole. You have lost your innocence. And uh, it is important for all of us to, to, to realize that uh, this society that has been so good at preaching moral uh, rel relativism to, to us over the years, it's been luring us into our own demise. And that, you know, there's always, we've talked about that so many times, there's always someone to benefit out of our demise. You know, there's always someone who's gonna um, take advantage of our anxiety our anxiety uh, by saying, look, I understand your life sucks right now, but <laughs> if you take that pill, you can be right on track again and uh, everything's going to be fine. So don't worry, I got your back. So there's always, uh, when we are derailed, when we are off balance, in a similar fashion where, you know, like an Aikido or Jiu-Jitsu practitioner, right? What do they do? They will try to uh, mentally or physically or both find a, a way to get you off balance. Because when you're off balance, you're on your ass. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, so, but, but that balance is not just physical. It's not just you know, when someone is attempting to beat you up, but it goes way, way deeper, more insidious than that. And it happens on a daily basis. And the worst part about it, as you said before, is that it goes undetected. You know, it's like when I can, when I can hunt you down and start like, you know, like in a vampiric kind of fashion, you know what I mean? Like a, like a mosquito, you know, suck a little bit of your life force, you know, at any given point without depleting you uh, visibly enough so you can be like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? Something is wrong. No, but you see, if you can get sedated with the, all the things that, all the things comfor comfortable, as you mentioned, because, you know, the, the idea of the comfort zone uh, as you know, gets presented and and uh, thrown around a whole lot by people of um, motivational incline and people that are, of course, coaches and so on and so forth. You know what I'm talking about because you are one. So when you find yourself in a situation of comfort, you need to understand what has happened to you. Because when you're lounging, you know, comfortably and you're having a good time, you know, watching TV, you're drinking a beer and, uh, but you know, there's, there's something you need to do. 
he's like, the chickens don't have water. You know, you have to take care of something. You know what I mean? Like, you have to do your laundry, man. You have to clean your house. But guess what? I can always do that later. I can always do that later. I don't have to do it right now. I mean, I need to rest, man. Rest is important. <laughs> do you see? It is so easy to be lulled into submission when it comes to this or the, and this is exactly what uh, the comfort zone is all about. I think it's also, um, it's also particularly um, insidious because the comfort zone and all the things that represent it are things that are perpetually, perpetually put in front of us by the advertising, but advertising on behalf of the people who are selling products and experiences, etc., which is all about this is how I can bring you back to comfort. This is how I can take you away from pain. And because we always see ourselves somewhere on that continuum of pain to pleasure. And we're always trying to move as far to the right, to the pleasure side as possible, because the comfort zone where we don't apparently have any worries or troubles is what's presented to us as something that we should be aiming for and that society says we should be aiming for it. So it's very easy to get lulled into the idea that if you are in that place, that it's a really good thing you've you've actually done pretty well whereas we know that if you are conscious enough and aware enough you know that it's actually the opposite is the case that the comfort the comfort is okay it's okay to rest but you rest on your way to moving forward and unless you have something to move forward for then you effectively stagnate. And I think stagnation is probably a good word for the situation that the world humanity finds itself in and why it was caught with its pants down over the past year with what has happened. Because we've given over, I mean, I know that people have turned their back on conventional religion to a great extent. There were some aspects of that, of those religious practices, which would cause you to reflect and consider where you're at and to consider things other than the creature comforts that we, we long for. But with abandoning all of that, most have no concept of spirituality, energy, or self-empowerment, again, something that we, we champion here uh, in pretty much all of the episodes we've done. This idea that we have this, this uh, power within us, people just don't believe it. They, 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 you know, when I, when I have a problem with my indigestion, I pull out my, my antacids and then I can go on eating until I fall down again because my antacids will take away the pain of that. And that's, that's, the way that we operate on all levels, not just about food, about exercise, about self-reflection. It's, uh, it, it, is, it is sleepwalking. That's right. Exactly. <clears throat> so it is, 
uh, and of course um, the the average person listening to this would be not listening to this <laughs> but but anyone who actually is is listening to this because uh, is interested to find out who they really are because what else is there if you don't if you're not interested in that um they can totally see this kind of progression the the fact that um, the the avoidance of pain uh, has become a fetish in this society has be not only has become the right thing to do but anything that will threaten that situation the comfort we're talking about the comfort zone anything that actually threatens the comfort zone is perceived uh, as a bewildering circumstance that is there to destroy uh, our way of life you see the <laughs> what, the what is it uh, what do they call it in the um, prosper, I don't know, prosperity or, or whatever it is the the pursuit of happiness. <laughs> so the problem is that that happiness has nothing to do with the complacency, has nothing to do with the comfort. And it's not hard to understand that. If we look back at the results of our lives and we see ourselves and remember ourselves getting things that we always wanted oh i wish i could get that type you know whatever that car that house that whatever and uh that vacation and we found ourselves very fast disenchanted by whatever it is we just got because now all of a sudden the game has changed and uh, the the stakes are different different because now we're after a different, you see, it's a different carrot now. Well, I got mm. that one. That's in the bag. <laughs> now I need to get that other carrot. So of, it's a fool's game. Of course, a fool's errand. The, there's, there's no end to this. Well, actually, as a matter of fact, there is an end to this. And the end is with our heads uh, uh, firmly implanted in, in the sand or up our ass, you know, as I would say. Uh, ultimately, you become the the victim. You become the prey. You become the rabbit. You mm. become the chicken uh, that is sitting there, you know, thinking that oh, you know, my daddy loves me. My daddy loves. My daddy would never hurt me, you know, until dinner time comes, <laughs> and daddy's gotta do what daddy's gotta do. And of course, because you're sitting there in your nicely fenced-in little chicken mansion thinking that that's awesome. This is Valhalla, man. It's fucking awesome. I love it. I love this. This is heaven. But the more domesticated you sit in there, the more comfortable you are, the more you know that dad is going to throw you food and water Tomorrow, there's nothing to worry about and there's nothing to strive for. The easier you become dinner. Does this sound too dramatic to you? No, it is. 
It is. The vegetables in my basket have the same have the same things as well. <laughs> um, look, absolutely. I mean, it's it's um, it's a bit like I know it's it's kind of a made up thing, but it's a bit like the story the the frog in the pot of water. You know, where we're sitting there and the frog is uh, the water is heating up gradually, and then if it was if it was hot and stingy, it would have jumped out. But it didn't because it just happened over a long period of time. And uh, ultimately, the frog gets cooked. And that's really what's happening. And uh, because we're so focused on all of the superficial stuff that we've become used to, like we don't have to worry about survival anymore. And it's not that long ago when survival was an important um, aspect of having what we have to think about. So it's only a couple of hundred years since survival didn't, you know, wasn't really, hasn't been an issue. And because basic survival is no longer an issue, we've then been able to put aside, I suppose, all of the faculties that would have um, been fired up to, to, to help us survive. And instead we're focused on how we can accumulate and how we can dominate other people and almost like how we how can we become more center of the universe because we're so great and powerful and we've all this technology which is making life so much easier um all of those things have created a mindset which is that we're we're invincible until something like this year happens and i still think that there's a pervasive view that we're still invincible let's just get this damn vaccine sorted out and everyone vaccined and let's get back to normal i mean i think that's the pervading view of course it is but but you see because you you said it it's the fact that our survival has been ensured that had to be switched off and you know Again, as a disclaimer, let's, you know, I'm not stepping into conspiracy theories here as I'm saying that. I'm stepping into some, we are uh, engaging in human mindset and uh, finding out all the ways that uh, the mind can be controlled, either or ideally by ourselves, our mind being controlled by ourselves as sovereign individuals as opposed to us becoming toy things in the hands of whatever mastermind out there that is playing puppeteer you see so if i if i have believed that all these years my survival is ensured and uh, all of a sudden something is thrown out as a wrench and is making me feel like oh that's not at all the case you see now you are vulnerable again and you're vulnerable in ways that you can't even detect you see which is even better because i love that and if you if you don't know where the you know where, where the danger is coming from then it's like you are in perpetual terror because you cannot de properly defend yourself. Now you have to what? Outsource your defense to someone who is heavily equipped to do that sort of thing. You know, be that the pharmaceutical mm. industries or the, the governments or, or whatever. And they're going to tell you, 
you know, just don't worry. We got this. We got this. That just follow my instructions. This is what you're gonna do. One, two, three. Mm. You know, I saw, I saw uh, someone uh, posted something on Facebook, and it, it was like in the form of a meme. But that was like a statement that came out of a person's, out of a thinking person's mind, and it said, "It's what it said." Like, and I quote. Give someone the greatest gift this season, and that is stay home. Do you understand the insanity of this statement, brother? <laughs> the greatest gift you can give someone now in this holy season is stay the fuck home by yourself. Isolated from any other human being, do you understand? <laughs> do, do you see how the evaporated critical factor here can present this disastrous, disastrous uh, potentialities that can be viewed as a sound solution to the person who is completely comatose the thing as well that strikes me i mean you were saying that if people get to the point where they realize um their vulnerability i i don't actually think that 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 we've got anywhere near that i think we've we've we're at the point where this is a this is a a major inconvenience i don't think i'm certainly not having conversations with people whereby you know this feels like or anyone feels like this is a threat to humanity. So therefore I think that it's it's been seen as, yes, a major, a major inconvenience. Let's just hurry up and get this vaccine thing sorted because it's just like smallpox or it's just like the measles or something like that. Let's get it done and move on. And I mean, I think if if you had people of every age dropping dead in the street, you know, kind of black death type stuff from what I know, then you might get people to think that seriously we're under threat. But the reality is that in a lot of people's minds, a lot of people who have died are people who were old and infirm and probably would have died anyway. anyway. And they've kind of boxed it away that it's not really something that's, if they get it, it's likely to be a threat to them. So I think it's, I think we're still, people are, they, they maybe move slightly outside their comfort zone into a slight discomfort area, but they're certainly not asking any existential questions about this. Um, but they're still doing exactly what you said, which is the people who put their hands up and say, we've got this, we can sort it. They're going, yeah, 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 let's, let's just do this. Because I think if, if, if it was a question of, uh, threatening our existence, it would be more likely to to prompt people to start questioning who they were, why they're here, and what they're about. But it's it's kind of in that grey area where it's not so painful. It's just inconvenient, and so therefore people are not going to that place. No need to re re fire up the whole survival stuff. You know, those faculties can still stay dormant because somebody else is going to solve it for us. 
That's right. And and it it's I don't I don't understand, my friend. I don't understand how how is it possible that smart, intelligent people out there cannot see that. Cannot see that there's only one reason someone would be getting you down a funnel of of thinking so that they can fulfill an agenda. For one, I mean, I'm not going to I don't know what the agenda is but i know there's an agenda and that agenda doesn't have our well-being in mind i think i think there's also um there's also a naive belief that despite all of the evidence to the contrary that people wouldn't do that now people over the other side of the world with you know different complexions and different colorings and whatever, they might do that. But there's a, a delusional mindset around, which is that, and I think it, I think it's a, a white thing, uh, maybe it's a Western thing, but whereby we don't actually believe that people will shaft us. And even when they shaft us, it was, well, they were, they were, you know, they were the bad penny. It's just that all of the evidence there is of people doing it time after time in industry, in medicine, in all kinds of areas. Um, people still don't get it. They don't get the fact that in these environments, there are people who will make decisions that will be for their own interests. And a bit like that Milgram experiment we talked about last week, once the people who are suffering are outside the door or across the street and they can't hear them and they don't have to pay any attention to them, they really don't give a shit about them because once he gets his bonus or he gets his promotion, then he will do whatever he takes to get what he wants. And whether it's on the basis of, you know, a handful of people trying to create a new world order or whatever else their agenda may be, the fact is that it is well within human capacity for, for people of our race, of our religion, of our educational standards etc to be nasty evil bastards and there are lots of them about even though they a little bit like the point you made earlier about the fact that you know if you do something that you know is wrong but you will justify it to yourself that's what these guys will be doing they will be justifying their behavior to someone, to themselves, if necessary, in order to um, excuse themselves for whatever it is they're doing to us, and it's going on all the time. Yeah, yeah, and and ultimately, because I see, like in, in the political arena, you see, people seem to be um, a little more fragile with like human rights and things like that. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. People would be like, you know, they the whole uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, this and, you know, fascists, you know, fuck off. And, and of course, going back into what entire <coughs> sorry, nations like the native nations have suffered uh, over the years in this country specifically but i mean all over the world right there's going to be there has been these oppressed um tribes 
that suffered massive casualties and catastrophes. And so, but when it comes to this, particularly this country, uh, I, I see people uh, looking at the, you know, they, they, they look at whatever has happened, okay, uh, this is what, look, uh, what we did to the Native Americans, look what we did to the African Americans, look what we did to this, look what we did to that. It's time, you know, to correct all that. And, but, which I'm all for, it, by the way, it's <laughs> just a disclaimer. Yeah. But here's the thing. How do they want to correct it? Through what means? A government! Uh, which, <laughs> which is, right, the, the root of this evil. It has been the root of this evil in the first place. So, so, someone is trying to convince me and you that all of a sudden, that same element, that same agent of corruption and destruction and holocaust that has been operating throughout all these, you know, centuries, all of a sudden, it got a glimpse of divine insight and looked in the mirror and got self-reflection and now knows, oh shit, I shouldn't have done, this has been so bad. How could we have allowed this to happen? How many times have you heard that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How could we have allowed this to happen? Right? It's, it's, oh, it's horrible. What, what kind of great, uh, you know, uh, way to, to distract ourselves from the truth? Like, like this was like, a, I don't know, like a, an earthquake, you know what I mean? Like a, a natural catastrophe, natural event, you know? Oh, shit, how did that? We should have seen that coming, you know? We should have prevented it. What? Who's we? Who is we? We is the same people that are now making the new rules. And for some reason, they know better now. Yeah. And that's it. And, and the, the, the ones who say it are sufficiently removed from the ones that did it just so that they can say they shouldn't have done that. We're not like that and we're going to make it better. So again, it's this separation. It's the guy in behind the, the wall. But when they're in the middle of it, they're absolutely um, part of the problem and creating the problem um, and taking whatever they can get. Um, not for the good of the people that they claim to take it on behalf of, but for their own benefit. I mean, that's just the way that the system works everywhere. Cognitive dissonance, you see, if it's, it's like, uh, you know, we've talked about the defaulting uh, being in the mental and emotional state of a child. <coughs> when things like that happen, right? So it is, isn't it exactly like that? You know, like your, pa your parents, like if your daddy came home and slap you across the face because you were being insubordinate, <laughs> uh, then later you'd be like, I mean, you would find every way to justify that. Oh, he was right. I was being an asshole. I, I, I needed to be put in place. 
you know, thank you, Daddy. So, but this is, that's, when I say, of course, we talk about Daddy. Once again, the correlation is there. Nobody, nobody expects that their parents are going to lie to them. Nobody expects that their parents are going to hurt them. No, it's, it's unfathomable. And of course, because the analogy of the government is the same kind of thing. It's the same correlation, you know, like it's your family. We're your family. I mean, how is it possible that you think we would want to hurt you? What the fuck, man? We are together. We're in this together. That's another, I love this buzz phrase. <laughs> We're in this together, you know? The, um, I remember hearing an interview with uh, someone who is uh, was basically a kind of a, a confidence trickster, fraudster type of uh, individual. And he was asked, how was it that you were so successful at defrauding so many people? And he said, because people automatically trust they automatically trust to start with. That's their default position. And the only way that they start to distrust is if they've been screwed over, not just once or twice, but multiple times. And they realize potentially what might be happening at that point. Because there would be stories of people who, even though they gave you know, this guy money, and didn't feel great about it and then came back and they gave more money and then they came back and gave more money that it was only either when they realized they had no money left that they suddenly went shit i've no money left i'm after giving it to all this guy and then all of a sudden the penny drops or they something happens that someone comes in from the side finds out about it and then points it out to them and then they feel stupid and then they get antsy about it so we we are we we naturally have this this sense of wanting to trust people and if you have someone coming to you who's being very believable and very trustworthy on the face of it we're pretty much going to get suckered every time especially if we don't have if we haven't developed in ourselves a level of independence and awareness which says, if somebody comes to me and wants to borrow money off me, I'm going to go, I only know this guy five minutes. I'm not going to give Malona some money. That you have that ability to step away and assess the situation and decide whether you think it's good for you or not. But most people get caught by the fraudsters because they don't have that ability. They're always looking to trust people and they're always looking to believe that somebody in authority in particular is actually there to help them. That's right. And and once again, we're talking about you know agendas and and vaccines and things like that. Uh, this is what anytime I have that uh, debate with anyone, specifically about the vaccine. And of course, you know after I've been called uh, a conspiracy theorist a couple of times. My question is this: What's that? Only a couple. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> my question, you know, because I, I deal, uh, when I'm having conversations like that, I always deal in logic, of course, right? Rational thinking. And my question to these people is this. What 
are you after? Like I said, I have a family member who is is a nurse, right? And proudly, he got a sticker. I think I talked about that before. <laughs> he got a sticker. Oh, I got my vaccine. You know what I mean? Like my daughter, my seven-year-old, when when she gets like, uh, you know, the an A, the equivalent of an A, you know, her assignment. Mm. You know, gets like stars and stuff. <laughs> got a sticker and she was like proudly and I'm like and everybody you know she like comments underneath like people oh my god good for you I'm so proud of you and I'm thinking to myself dude what the am I hallucinating right now I'm like explain this to me please just for a second right oh and he was joking about that like oh 48 hours later and I haven't you know, grown horns or whatever, you know, making making a joke out of, you know, of course, the ridiculousness of all the conspiracy theorists that are like, what kind of a brain dead kind of person might you be to be eager to shit, to put some shit in your, in your body that you don't even know what it is, right? If there's not even a reason to do it. Do you, do you understand? Like, this, this, so, so I was like, okay. Fine, good for you. I'm proud of you. Now let me ask you this: How in how many ways has your life and your health been improved? You might have not grown horns, as you say. Good for you. Although, hey, I could go for a couple of horns myself. <clears throat> so, but how is your perception of your health has it <coughs> been benefited? Right? What is it? Like, you know, at a, at, a, at a survival rate of, what is it, the 99.97? What is it, 97 or something? Yeah. 99.99. Is it? Yeah, well, let's just be, let's just be, you know, very conservative and say 99.97. Survival rate, right? So what do you hope to change with the vaccine? Make it like 0.98 perhaps? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what is the objective do you see brother it's a, it's a, it's a very very rudimentary question that has to do with logic it's like two plus two is always four it cannot be five but the system can tell you that it's five and if you have zero traces of critical thinking remaining in you or ever developed you will believe it just mm. like in an orwellian society mm. you know what you can just take because uh, that's the nature of propaganda of course that's the nature of um mind control right you take a, a, a statement and you flip it around you know war is peace <laughs> right freedom isn't free right there how many times you, you this uh, <laughs> In this country, we hear that many, many times. Freedom isn't free. What the? F what does that even mean? <laughs> right? Of course, no one, no one ever thinks about that. What does that even mean? Right? And how is that? Like, okay, if I say freedom isn't free, then what is it that I'm, I'm expecting? Because this should be like a continuation of that statement and therefore do you know what i mean like there's got to be otherwise that means nothing it's just a jargon phrase so 
Freedom isn't free means, uh, but that, 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 I don't know what it means, but whoever says it must have an understanding of what the fuck that means. Well, it's sufficient to get people to go to a place of, so we need to keep spending lots of money on arms in order to ensure that our freedom is maintained. So it's kind of left blank for your own message, kind of <laughs> like on the inside of a greeting card. Uh, and and you, you make it up because then people will fill it out from where they're from where they're coming from but the thing that i find um i mean even if you take the vaccine thing out of it and you lift further back up from there and even if there isn't an agenda and even if there isn't conspiracy of some sort and you just look at the point at which we had arrived this time last year when you know just before all of this kicked off you know, what we're saying is as valid back or was as valid back then as it is now. And that's before this thing even showed up, which is that we have been operating in a mode which is sleepwalking. We don't question. We don't challenge. We go with, you know, the societal flow on everything. And as We've spoken before. My particular thing is the whole health area and pharma involvement and conventional medicine and the way it works. It's like people, you know, with the best intentions and the best will in the world going and putting themselves into the hands of these people who most of them in terms of speciality have zero empathy. You know, you would have thought one of the things that was required when you're in the healing and helping uh, and uh, uh, and that that kind of area. And yet we walk mindlessly and blindly into their hands to and effectively say, I cannot do this myself. I have to go to someone and pay them a lot of money. Um, or if you're in a public system, wait about five years before you get the appointment to go and see the Wizard of Oz only for him to tell you that you're too sick and you're going to die anyway. So, you know, this is this is about, to me, this is about people taking personal responsibility for looking into why they're here, what their purpose is, what what they're trying to achieve other than just these this basic superficial stuff, and then been in a position to, to challenge and to question when, I suppose, people who are supposed to be representing them or people who are claiming to be doing good for them are not and are clearly not. And yet so many people, when they see it, just won't do anything about it, won't say anything. And I don't even mean they have to start, you know, um, uh, movements or, or you know, getting into po politics, etc. It's just making decisions, even within your own life, about what it is that you can do to take more responsibility for yourself so that you're not dependent on these people in these different areas. Because as sure as eggs is eggs, as they say, um, they don't give a shit about you. And if you think that you can depend on them, you can be sure that you can't. And you only have to look around in all kinds of scenarios, whether it be the legal system, whether it be the health system, whatever, that when you put your hands put your yourself into the hands of those institutions they rarely if ever help you support you and justify the kind of trust and 
belief, I suppose, that most people have that they will look out for them. It's just, it just doesn't happen. Exactly. It's back to, it's back to take responsibility again, you know, because I think when you start taking responsibility for yourself and when you start asking questions from your own perspective on the expectation or the assumption that as the expression goes, the cavalry ain't coming to fix you, then you start to get back some of the faculties that you had and you still have but are dormant that would, I suppose, refire up the survival mode and the faculties that are related to that. And you start to ask questions about things that are going on around you and you go, is that right? Is that helpful? Should I be worried about that? Rather than just blindly going along and taking it. Yep, <clears throat> that's precisely how it is unfortunately uh, you know and i'll say that i don't like to say that but that's what i see we have a really really large percent of this population that they have that muscle has been atrophied and uh, entirely and uh, you know what i mean it's like it's like you're bedridden for like three years right? and you haven't even gotten up and now it's important you're paralyzed it's impossible, even if you wanted to get up. I mean, you would have to exert a, a tremendous amount of effort and willpower in order to really be able to get back on your feet again. And that's why we're talking about people having been majorly compromised. This is when you know that you will choose your demise over your demise <laughs> is that you will choose the solution that's going to be given to you because you don't want to deal with your ultimate doom mm. uh, and uh, that's that's what we're facing so unfortunately we'll see how that evolves and how pressuring that sort of solution is going to have to be for the for any of us for that people can, to wake up that yeah that can think for for ourselves but uh but just just on a on a final one because i know we're running out of time i mean given given the you know the solstice and given the conjunction that happens from your shamanic background and um, what what's you know the significance of it in particular this the conjunction um I mean, what what is that saying about uh, what, what's what's happening? I mean, not not prediction, but just in terms of generally how it's seen in your world. What I feel is that uh, we're gonna be forced into some major self-reflection. We're going to be this. This is the the time where we're going to see the consequences for our weaknesses you know the our weaknesses are going to rise to the surface of course ultimately you know that's a positive thing but you know while you're at it it, it doesn't seem like it all the time uh we're going to you know how again going back to the comfort zone we tend to look at the shortcomings, uh, you know, and kind of like uh, underplay them and be like, yeah, it's not, it's not that important. It's, it's okay. I can do that tomorrow. I'll do it next week. Okay. What's the big deal? So this is a time where we won't be able to do that anymore. Like there's, there's not going to be uh, an opportunity to bullshit ourselves 
any any longer. We're coming face to face with the result of our creation, which is ourselves. So, do you think, as as a a general, I suppose, a general line to be drawn from that is that while we're going to have to face the consequences of our own bullshit, does that mean that? On a, on a wider level, on a more global level, that the consequences of the bullshit that has been fed, that that will be exposed as well? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of things are going to be... But, you know, a lot of things are being revealed now on a daily basis. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. But only for the people who have eyes to see. You know what I mean? Like the revelations they get, the whole Wizard of Oz thing is only there for the people who can lift, you know, lift the veil and understand what the hell is going on, what, what's happening, what am I witnessing right now? Because most people have been comatose enough to never, they won't even be able to see that. See, even, to that even to ask that question. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, because they, they've, nev they've never even been in that, in that reality. Uh, they, they've never lived in that reality. It's, you know, it's like living in the Matrix. <laughs> in the Matrix, there's no conflicts. You just keep on being compliant and doing what the, the agents and the programs tell you to do, and you can live happily ever after. You can have whatever you want. You can enjoy. Mm. So this this is the time. I mean, but once again, though, this is a positive thing. Positive, traumatic, perhaps, painful, yes, but positive because this is the moment where you start rebuilding. You know what I mean? Because if you're like the three little pigs, you see what I mean? And the wolf comes, and you're like, you know, the straw house piggy. Is sitting there like and for years, been chilling, you know, playing the guitar and uh, <clears throat> eating bacon, uh, and everything's fine, right? Until the wolf shows up and shows that little piggy that his life has been full of shit. He's been entirely exposed and blows the house into smithereens. Now the little piggy, of course, has two choices. One is to be get caught and become dinner. Or the other ones run, hide, and start coming up with a better plan this time, you see. <laughs> so to me, the three little pigs, the analogy of the story is not, the three little pigs are not three little pigs, they're not three different pigs. It's just one pig in three levels of ascension, if you will. Three levels mm. of awakening and understanding and following the, those insights to um, making a better plan, to building a better, more stable structure and understanding what it is that it needs to do in order to benefit oneself, to be free, to be sovereign, and to be its own pig, if you will. <laughs> yeah, to be a conscious pig. Conscious pig. I love it. Another one that I feel good about because all this stuff is great in conversation and uh, it's really good 
and important to be talked about. Yeah, completely agree. So let's see how the world is going to be different by next week. And uh, as we always say, until next week. Let's be careful out there. And don't let your mind kill you. Thanks for listening to Your Mind is Trying to Kill You with Alexandros Megas and Vincent Byrne. If you like our show and want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, then we would love if you would subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And you'd be doing us a big favor if you would support us by leaving a review as well. It would also be great if you would take a screenshot of this episode on your smartphone and share it on social media. So join us next Wednesday when we talk more about mind hacking and taking back control of your life. Until then, have a great week. Mm